God walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Rusty, would you say this Georgia team is peaking right now? Definitely, and getting healthy. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, you kind of go through the schedule, and Kirby can say what he wants, and he can do all the PR he wants. That first month was absolutely brutal for Georgia, and losing that Oklahoma game just, you know, it is what it is. And Georgia tried to go to Oklahoma to play week two and got taken away for whatever dumb reason. But uh, Georgia knew staring down the schedule the second half was going to be better, but I don't think anybody anticipated facing, you know, number nine at the time, Missouri, and then facing number nine, Ole Miss, and Athens. Georgia beat number nine two weeks in a row, and uh, those were two really good football teams. But Georgia's gotten healthy, and I think the play of Carson Beck is really uh, starting to to show he's a dude. I will absolutely admit, I'm looking up at the heavens right now. I did not think 19 would be back that fast. Well, I didn't either, to be honest. Now, I did, you know, I did a, uh, I did a segment on a lot of national shows on that week when he got hurt, and uh, I, I thought that Monday of Tennessee week was the goal to start practicing. I talked to a lot of people, a lot of people. I talked to a lot of people around the Alabama program, and about the Tua deal. Then I found out uh, that, you know, his mother said that the same guy that did Tua's surgery down in Montgomery, Alabama, did his. They met with those guys, and, and they were fairly privately Bill. And then we find out now probably that the target was three weeks. And uh, sure enough, dude, he practiced uh, He practiced the week, actually the week before. He practiced the Missouri week and uh, had some running around and hit GPS numbers, but uh, as about this time last week, they knew like, hey, this dude, this dude's going. And I thought somebody asked me on Atlanta radio station over under twenty. I said I'll, I'll give him around twenty. Them dude played forty five plays. I don't know what's in his damn bloodstream, but uh, that dude's got some tiger blood in him. Well, and I talked about it before we knew when he'd come back. It's one thing to come back; it's another thing Correct. to come back and be where you were. 
Correct. Cedric, yeah, he Cedric still not Tillman. 100, but he, he was – and that's what I said, Bill. 85% of Brock Bowers is better than 99% of the tight ends in the country. Right. No, it's true. So, you know, this dude's, this dude's different now. And, um, you know, he's, I tell people – I tell the Georgia fans for about, about halfway through the season, and that was before he got hurt. I said, if you want to go see a special player, you're, you're running out of time. And uh, I was glad for he and his family because he really wanted to play one more time in San Francisco. I know Georgia fans loved it. But for Brock Bowers and the commitment of his family, Bill, they come from Napa, California every week. They come around across, across the coast to watch him play wherever. So to be able to watch that kid play his last game in that stadium, I thought that was a really cool moment for them. Do you anticipate more Florida commits flipping? And Georgia was the recipient. Um, yeah, the one I know Florida fans are worried about is, is LJ McCray. And I think Florida state's the one that I would, I would worry the most about. And look, this is the guy that Georgia, I mean, they recruited to piss that up. They loved him. They thought it was, you know, one of the top two or three, uh, five techniques. This guy's six, six, two seventy. got some kind of some Trayvon Walker, you know, stuff to him. And there's only so many of those five technique defensive ends that they can rush the pass from that body type. So I know Florida fans are on edge and, that would be the one I would worry about. You know, a kid from Dublin, Georgia, uh, I don't know if they're really, truly shocked that Georgia, you know, came down and got him. But L.J. McCray out of Daytona, Mainland, right there a little bit south of, of Gainesville, that's the one I would be watching because that is an ultra, ultra talented player. You don't want to lose those types. Clay, who is here in town in the 615, he's a Vandy fan, Ask sure. Rusty if Coach Muschamp would take the Vanderbilt defensive coordinator job if offered, and I guess he's also uh, talking about his kids going there too. Yeah. You know, I've people know, I've known Will since high school. Played high school baseball with Will. Played high school football against Will. Uh, hell of an ass. I'll tell you this. One thing I'll tell you about Will Muschamp, before he had that injury, Will Muschamp was a damn hellacious athlete. People don't realize that dude – was that you had to buckle it up, football, basketball, and baseball. Now, my thought on that, deeply knowing Will pretty good, I think Will, he built a house, he, he, he built a house in Athens, and I'm telling you, the backyard looks like adult Disney World. It's got a pool, it's got a pickleball court, it's got basketball courts. I think Will Muschamp has been there and done that, and uh, I think if he's not coaching at Georgia in any shape, fashion, or form, I think Will Muschamp will be retired. Mike, the Mad Dog in Noonan, Georgia. Ask Rusty what he's hearing about Carson Beck possibly coming back next year. Um, there's some discussions there. I mean, obviously, you got to think about it and how he's playing. Um, you know, people don't realize like he and Tate Ratledge are very tight. What you know, if you're going to come back, you know, as a 22 year old player in college, you want to have a couple of your boys with you and. Some linemen. I'm not saying it's all on Tate Ratlitz, but like Brock, like Carson Beck's not coming back to hang out with some freshmen. You know what I mean? He's coming back because <laughs> he thinks he can improve his stock. He's going to have a couple of guys. I think he lives with Tate Ratlitz. So you look at those guys' decisions. They all have a decision together. Uh, I would lean more right now because of the depth of this quarterback draft. I would lean more right now that he's coming back. But I'm telling you right now, if he carves it up the next month and takes Georgia on a deep run and wins this thing, who knows? Because I'm telling you right now, he's going to have some agents telling him there's some NFL teams. The one thing I'll tell you 
Bill, seeing him in person uh, three or four times this year, you want to talk about a live arm? You're talking about a ball jumping out of a quarterback's hand, tight spiral. It's Carson Beck. That quarterback room then will have decisions to make. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. So if he, so if he decides to come back, and those kids are tight now. I mean, they're not. They're not like you see those guys hanging out. I watch them in pregame warm up. They're cutting up. They're great kids, man. I've known Brock Vandergriff since he's the ninth grade. I've known Gunnar Stockton since he was in the seventh grade. I mean, all these kids are cut from the same cloth, you know. And so if Carson Beck tells those guys, hey, I'm coming back, there's going to be some decisions made. George's not keeping all those. Not with Dylan Raiola and, and Ryan Puglisi coming, you know, coming in in January as well. So there's going to be some movement there. I'm interested if Carson Beck leaves, what does what does a Brock Vandergriff do? I mean, does he say, okay, I've been here long enough. You know, I, I should be the front runner, but he would be in a battle, in my opinion, with Gunnar Stockton because I'm telling you, Gunnar Stockton's the one people don't talk about. And, uh, you know, he's got some juice to him too. Rusty Mantell on three. Here's the scenario we keep throwing out here on the show. Just what if it'll be cleared up next few weeks. Georgia yep. wins out to the SEC championship game, which they're heavily favored to do. I'm making that assumption. Yep. Alabama wins out. They match up. Alabama beats them. Don't know that I'm out. You think they're out? Wow. I think they're out unless there's some things happen. I, I just This is the year. I mean, I know some Georgia fans are probably pissed off hearing that, but I'm, I'm not going to be around the bush. They, they go, Georgia fans right now better be watching Oregon State. They better be watching Iowa State, and they better be watching Florida, Florida State next weekend. Because if you want a kind of a safety valve, you need some things to happen. And uh, I know the argument. I know the argument. I mean, Georgia's been number one. They've lost one game in two and a half years. If that, if that, if that happens, they would have lost one game in two and a half years. Um, so, you know, what happens there? But I just think this is that year. and let, There's a lot of football left, Bill. There's a lot of football left. But if they don't get a couple of key losses – that SEC championship will be a playoff game again, and that's just the bottom line. I mean, you get to this point of the year, and you play in the SEC, and you got two very talented football teams, Alabama and Georgia. That that that's going to wind up being a playoff game, and it has been that way before, Bill. You need Washington to lose somewhere. They need Washington to lose. They need um, you know Oregon State to beat Oregon, knock them down a little bit, so that just so that. What you need is one of these teams, even if they do win the conference championship, to have a questionable late loss. I guarantee you Florida State fans have never cheered for Louisville as much as they have Saturday against Miami. They need Louisville to beat Miami in in a big deal to me. So, uh, you know, that's the league that you kind of worry about a tad going down. And I do think Florida State – I do think Florida State is one of the final four, in my opinion – I think they're one of the top four teams in the country. But I worry about what happens to them if you get five or six teams and you start looking at that league, especially if Miami beats Louisville Saturday. Man, that puts a damper on, on the rest of their schedule and, and how that how that league actually finished up. Is Glenn Schumann the next Dan Lanning, and is he ready? Glenn Schumann is 33 years old. He has a very young family in Athens. He has two small children. He is going to be very picky about his next move. And uh, he, uh, he is extremely smart. I don't people realize Lynn Schumann didn't play college football. He, comes from the, he is from the state of Texas. His father was a high school football coach in Texas. Kirby took him under his wing as a basically a football manager. 
And you want to talk about a damn story when it all unfolds one day, when this dude is a head coach of a major college program, it's going to be a really good one because I don't think people understand his past. He was the very first person, the very first person that Kirby Smart hired. The day Kirby got hired, he put Glenn Schumann on the road next morning. I didn't even know who Glenn Schumann was. And I saw the dude recruiting for Georgia. I was like, who in the hell is this guy? <laughs> and, uh, you know, years later, you obviously know who he is. So, uh, you know, people ask about Texas A&M, and I, if I'm Glenn Schumann, absolutely I would listen to Texas A&M, but I just think Texas A&M has got to go to proven head coach. I don't, They don't have to have the splash hire and all that, but they better have somebody that's been the CEO of a company and right now, that's the last thing that Glenn Schumann ha- ha- has not checked a box, and he's had opportunities. He turned down the Philadelphia Eagles twice this year, twice. So that tells you this guy's being picky with where he's going to move. I think he's very comfortable where he's at. And uh, sooner or later, though, that guy's going to be a head coach somewhere. Rusty, appreciate it, man. Thank you, Bill. There is Rusty Manzo on three. So good, man. So thorough. J.C. Sherbert, TheBigSpur.com, Carolina Rise. He's with us every Thursday. Looking forward to it right after the break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Had a time moving that stolen car a few minutes ago in a bad spot on 65 southbound in Trinity Lane. It's still pretty crowded trying to get down through there. It's still very heavy, but it's moving on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area. Coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville. It's still busy, but let's keep it moving there in Kingston Springs on I-40 eastbound all the way through Bellevue. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Check out that wonderful menu today. You can order online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lined grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lined grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown
And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad signs. You can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing? Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's just the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Nobody knows more about college football history than Bill King. But I think we got it. Yeah, there he is. J.C. Sherbert with us. The VicksBird.com. Carolina Rise, his collective. J.C., from a Carolina point of view, what is the goal these last two weeks, other than get W's, but what's the goal <laughs> roster-wise? Well, uh, stay healthy. I mean, that's uh, it's been an issue all year. Injuries that started their the same offensive line. Uh, for the first time, back-to-back games last week against Mandy. Um, and so that's, uh, that's a key, uh, key factor here, uh, when it comes to the game cost. It's been an issue all season. You know, you don't talk about it a whole lot because it sounds like you're making a bunch of excuses, but, uh, the schedule and the injuries have really, uh, been factual issues with the game cost this season along with a lot of defensive breakdowns at times, but, you know, I think they're, you know, they're coming around at the right time. Kentucky, if you look at Kentucky and you, you flip the schedules, uh, I don't know that Kentucky hit in the four and six team and Gamecocks are maybe six and four had they gotten to play the cupcakes the Wildcats did at the beginning of the year. So, uh, we'll see what happens, but, uh, that's it. Stay healthy because you, you don't want to go into this one and have some injuries and then the next week, uh, that's a big game in the state of South Carolina, regardless of the disappointment. Uh, that both teams have had this year, so you want to be at your best for that one. Question from Mike in Spartanburg wants to know, since you're in the collective business, are you hearing any good, juicy rumors about South Carolina or anybody, whoever? Oh, and in the, in the for le- departing or coming or going? or Well, transfer uh, portal, all that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think South Carolina's going to be active in it. There, there's some some names floating around out there, but they're not in the portal yet, and so you don't you know you don't want to 
really just spread rumors uh, on that. But, I, you know, South Carolina has some obvious needs. Uh, running back would be one. Defensive line would be another. Um, maybe a linebacker, maybe a corner. Um, obviously, any school, I think, would take an offensive tackle if you could find them in the portal. Uh, so there's going to be some needs this year. One thing I don't think they'll do is take a quarterback uh, just because I think they like the group they have there now and they continue to recruit uh, almost every class. They, they they usually get a guy. So that's the one spot I would say probably not. But uh, everywhere else, receiver, you know, I think I think they could use an older receiver next year. Uh, so they'll be they'll be they'll be shopping. Um, uh, as far as leaving goes, you know, I don't think you could avoid some guys leaving these days uh, at any program. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. And what I always tell everybody is it's going to be a player that we all sort of were high on when he came in, but probably hadn't done a whole lot. And then he leaves kind of early and you're disappointed. Uh, everybody has these players they like, right? And so, uh, it'll be, there'll be a guy like that that kind of stings a little bit. But, uh, right now, all the principals, uh, I think are, are planning on returning as of right now. And you mentioned running back. That's not hard to go get in the portal. It's really not. Yeah, because guys are looking for, you know, carries. And uh, sometimes guys, you get out of the portal, like like the kid from Kenneth Walker, who I think is now with the Broncos, uh, that went from Wake to Michigan State. You know, he had about like 500 yards at Wake. He goes to Michigan State and blows up. Now he's a good one of the better backs in the NFL. Um, so you never know with those guys. You don't know whether it's, a matter of, the numbers are a matter of opportunity system, you know, you name it. Uh, Dylan Johnson in Washington now, you know, he probably didn't have the rushing numbers at Mississippi State under Leach uh, that he's putting up right now, but, uh, you know, certainly he's, he made a good move, uh, there. So yeah, I, I think you can find him. I mean, Bill, look, two of the top rushers, two of the top 10 rushers in the SEC, Trader from Missouri and Anderson from South Carolina are Division two transfers. Yeah. <laughs> They both uh, – uh, Schrader came from Truman State, and uh, Anderson came from Newberry College. So, you know, that should tell you something about that position. You, you can find guys. You can. Um, now, the War Daddy defensive lineman, that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah, that, that's very difficult to go, um, especially at edge, you know, or end. I guess they call it edge now. I still call it defensive end, but uh, right. pass rushers, I mean, you know – because you'll have schools that, you know, maybe they have, they're sitting on three, but they need a fourth because you rotate them. And uh, maybe that school's got a little bit more attractive situation than the school you're at or something. But it is uh, it is difficult uh, to go find those types of guys. Uh, you know, Carolina probably is going to focus more on the interior because uh, they got some young ends and some guys coming in that are going to make a difference like Dylan Stewart. But uh I think uh, that D-line, just like in recruiting, regular old high school recruiting, Bill, you know it's tough to sign those guys. It's very, very tough. Craig in North Augusta, South Carolina, says there is a Carolina Rise event tonight in North Augusta. He'll be there, and he wants to know if you'll get on a plane, he'll buy you a beer. Ha, no, I'm not going to make this one. We've got Keith and Daniel uh, representing there. It's, it's one of those. Uh, that's kind of what those guys do. Uh, I was at the one in Charleston and Georgetown earlier this year, but they're, they're very informal events, info session, uh, you know, meet and greet, talk a little Gamecock football. So I encourage everybody that's in that area uh, to come out and bring a friend that may not be a member 
uh, and listen to the uh, speech and then talk a little bit about the team. I mean, it's always fun to talk sports, especially when you've won two in a row instead of losing four in a row. That's uh, a little bit brighter spirits, a little bit more pleasant conversation. Question here on Twitter wants to know your best estimate for the A&M job. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I had a conversation a day, a couple of days ago. thought that Dan Lanning would be the guy, but you know, Bill, I, I just, gosh, his statement. I mean, I don't, that, that's a Nick Saban level. I'm not going to coach at Alabama type of statement. I mean, yeah. he's going to take some heat. I think if he takes that job, uh, I don't know that he's the best fit for that job. I think uh, uh, I'll continue to say uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't overthink it if I were a And M. I would go get the best coach I could, and I think that best coach they can is sitting in Durham, North Carolina, right now. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin, uh, I got, I got the odds from sportsbook.ag in my, in my inbox the other day, and it, it said Lane Kiffin was the odds on favorite, and it had Elko and Lanning too, but man, I, I just don't know that I would overthink it if I were A&M at this point. I think I would probably, uh, be on a plane to Durham, North Carolina and understand that the last coach that was at Duke that took the, an SEC job, he did pretty well, right? Back in the 90s. So, uh, yep. uh, I think, I think Duke is such a difficult job that, uh, you, you don't get out of there winning like he is without being an excellent elite coach. Something that's been brought up, I don't know what Riley Leonard's thinking about his future. He could turn pro, but if you got Elko, would Leonard come with him and take over that quarterback spot? You know, that's an interesting uh, proposition for sure. I mean, I think Riley's from North Carolina or Tennessee one. No, Mobile, Alabama, um, South Alabama. Uh, you know, Alabama. I knew, I knew it was a. I knew it was one of those states that he was kind of a second tier guy. But, yep. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sam Hartman left Wake Forest for Notre Dame. I mean, it's uh, those, those schools, Wake and Duke. It's just not the same atmosphere as an SEC type school or Notre Dame or something like that, and that could be very appealing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, with the transfer portal these days. Uh, you know, it's not – there's been precedent set that coaches will take players with them. Uh, Lincoln Riley kind of set that a couple of years ago. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, that would be uh, – especially if he brought Kevin Johns along with him as offensive coordinator, which I think he should if he gets the job. Um, that may be something that uh, gets Aggie fans excited. But, I mean, it's not like they don't have quarterbacks sitting there, uh, you know, for them to coach either. Since you were in that collective world, and we were talking earlier, JC, this week about A&M and the rule where during the season, if your head coach gets fired, there's an immediate 30-day window that your team, your roster can jump in the portal, their own portal for 30 days. I was thinking about that because obviously A&M's got a lot of attractive players that teams across America would love to go in and poach. I guess my only setback or my only thinking is you're not going to go to those kids, J.C., and buy them, meaning, you know, say we got more money over here than you're getting over there. You're not going to be able to attract them that way. You may be able to attract them because you can promise them they're winning immediately or something bigger, right? But I don't think you can go in there and pay them off to get them. No, it's unrealistic. You don't ever want to get in a bidding war with these guys. Uh, 
Right. Uh, collective coaching hire, I mean, or otherwise. I mean, they, they, they tend to be able to make things happen. And, you know, look, and there's going to be some guys that jump in the portal from A&M that were probably highly recruited guys that hadn't really done much. So you're not going to really miss them, you know. Um, and uh, so I do expect some people to explore their options, but uh, those are usually the guys that are, uh, you know, need a fresh start. Maybe hadn't worked out for them like they thought. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I, I would be shocked if there were mass attrition. You know, all those big time D linemen and all those dudes. I, I don't. I don't expect that to there to be much movement there. I was just thinking, what would you have to come at Evan Stewart or Walter Nolan with? Just two random names there. Good God knows. <laughs> <laughs> seven figures probably for both one of those guys i mean evan i mean that's an elite receiver and elite d tackle i mean those position values are are pretty high uh i guess in the scheme of things uh, you know i hate to speculate on numbers because most of the time in this nil world bill the numbers you hear are not the reality of it right, uh, right. except for in men's basketball and it's probably higher but uh it's uh it's um you know, I, 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 the, the, those guys like, and, I, and I'm always on the conservative end. But when you talk about player value, those two, they'd be up there for me. I mean, I, those are ones that you know you don't break the bank for them, but if you got it, I'd spend it because they're proven and good. You know, uh, you don't you don't pay for potential in the portal. That's a lot of p words there, but uh, you, you, something like that, somebody a guy like that, that they're worth it because they can change your your whole. Offense or defense? I mean, they're, they're, they're game changers. Jeff Ketchum was saying a couple of days ago, and I think it's been reported elsewhere, that Quinn Ewers is very much considering coming back, which kind of surprised me. But nonetheless, if true, and Arch Manning right now is redshirt, doesn't affect him right now, but peering into the future, he's got some decisions to make. And the kid who's been playing there for them has played pretty well. Yeah, I, I I would think that uh, maybe there would be some decisions to make, but uh, I mean I don't. It would, it would still sort of surprise me just because uh, Arch Manning went to Texas because he wanted to go to Texas, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think I think Eli Eli redshirted, didn't he? I know Peyton got in yes midway through his true freshman season because I think his second start was at South Carolina, and I remember watching him as a true freshman, but. Uh, you know, I, it, it would be somewhat surprising, I think, if Arch jumped in the portal, no matter what happens with viewers. Uh, at the same time, you know, it, it's a new world. Anything can happen. Uh, I know this, Arch, NIL-wise, uh, and, 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 you know, maybe he's not like his uncles right now as far as being a good player, a good enough player, an elite player. Maybe he's a little different. Um, they say he plays more like his granddad than anybody else. But... uh He's a Manning, and so th- that's the other part of NIL. Sometimes you don't have to be this accomplished player to have that value because he's Arch Manning. He's already famous, you know, and that's tra- attractive to brands and companies. And so that's, that's NIL. That's what it is. So uh, it would probably cost some school a pretty penny, uh, NIL-wise, uh, to get him. Uh, and it would be, you know, and that's his value, you know, so it's not – Something to complain about, but uh, it, it, it'll be it, it would be surprising to me if he left. Uh, however, you know, like I said, it's a new world; anything can happen, uh, and I'm sure he wants to get on the field just like everybody else. 
Jeff, too, who's in this audience, went to Ole Miss exactly the same time as Eli. And he redshirted. He was telling us redshirted his first year, then got stuck behind Romero Miller for a little bit, and then took over. Yeah, I remember that during the Cutcliffe era. Miller yep. was a really good senior quarterback for them, dual threat guy. Uh, they were winning and going to bowls, and uh, but then once Eli got it and got rolling, man, they were yeah. they were nasty. They were <laughs> they were really good offensively. So he, uh, you know, sometimes patience is a virtue. Uh, I think and you got to wait your turn, and uh, sometimes that pays off better than jumping to another situation uh, if you're not playing. A whole lot, you know, especially with him. It's his second year. If it was his third year, something like that, uh, I see the the logic more. Sure. But uh, you know, second year, you wait behind Quinn Ewers a season, and uh, chances are you're getting that job. So uh, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, that's exactly what what happened with Eli. JC, always a pleasure to have you here. The Vicksburg.com and also Carolina Rise. See you next week. All right, thanks, Bill. See you next week, bud. We'll get the break. Continue on. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still a little bit of volume uh, down in Williamson County on 840 through Paytonsville. It's still busy, but it's moving on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area as that traffic continues to build in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville. It's still heavy also on Vietnam Vets, especially there at Conference Drive, westbound Vietnam Vets as you get on that ramp there to 65 going southbound. Hey, get rid of that old junk car today by calling Cash for Junk Cars Boswell Towing at 615 area code 979-7897. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now... With youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Dinner with Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dinner with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality 
hospitality and guides you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 West End Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU Football on WNSR. Quick, convenient, efficient. Three words that we all hope to experience when we do business. Our goal at JHA Company is to bring just that to an industry that's traditionally dictated to the customer when it's time to do business. Whether you're purchasing class pictures in a yearbook, class jewelry, a letter jacket, school spirit wear, or senior graduation products, we strive to make the experience quick, convenient, and efficient. Find out more at jhacompany.com. JHA, your one source for an unparalleled scholastic experience. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Number one college sports show on the planet, The Bill King Show. Dom up in Pittsburgh. Bill. Chance you could get Buck on tomorrow to talk Jeff Kelly. I don't know where we would put it. I do want to get him on. We lost him this week because he was on the West Coast. He was actually in Cali on business. I'm sure he's been in touch with what's happening out there. I'm sure he knows what's going down. And the reports that... Perhaps after that Southern Cal game in a week, Chip Kelly is officially unhired. That has been some of the reporting that's out there. Yeah, I thought about that too. Just don't know where to slot that. I'm still trying to figure out next week. I've reached out to Jay Book. I've not heard back on Monday. I know Evie will join us Monday as well. Getting hit up here, and I haven't seen this, but time in Myrtle Beach threw this up just a couple of minutes ago, a couple of these. According to the Spurs Up show, which is a South Carolina site, former President Trump will be in attendance at the South Carolina Clemson football game next weekend. Multiple entities such as Gamecock, Central, the Big Spur. I didn't see this until after JC, which is my fault. And others are reporting this. I mean, I don't know 
I don't know how to comment. Orange man at the Willie B. Okay, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> just, just the mere mention of that is funny when you consider the planet we're on right now. And if that name comes up for any reason, how everybody reacts. Whether it's pro or con, right? I mean, it's just, it's funny to me. Josh down on the Emerald Coast, who is a big Clemson fan. Bill, I've always thought P.J. Fleck would be a good fit for an SEC school. High-tempo type offense. Uh, he would – where would he fit? He wouldn't fit – I don't think he would fit at a recruiting rankings brand at uh, an SEC school. It'd have to be a place where motivation and all that stuff – I'm not a big P.J. Fleck guy. But where motivation and all those sayings and the constant mind game stuff would would help a roster overachieve. For example, would P.J. Fleck be a good hire at Mississippi State? And and not that he would take that job. I don't think he's leaving where he's at. But would a coach like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he would be the kind of guy I would hire at a place that's just a monster like Ohio State where you've got a massive fan base, you've got expectations through the roof. You've got a you've got to go and get a top-ranked recruiting class every year because you should. You got to beat Michigan. I wouldn't hire him for a job like that. No. Now, he didn't mention the Big Ten. He mentioned I think he'd be good for an SEC school. And I don't know if P.J. Fleck is a guy who is geographically locked in. I mean, he's got to be in a certain part of the country. Some coaches are like that. Some are not. Sammy said, Bill, maybe the week after Thanksgiving, get catch on to talk about the A&M situation. Yeah, Always like catch. That job, I mean, I don't know. It could be filled by then. Money's not going to be a problem. Getting due new money's not going to be a problem, but it may be done by then. If so, there's a lot to talk about. Dom said, Bill, don't forget about row the boat. Well, the only reason I didn't mention it is because I. one of the reasons I don't like him is I just don't like that saying. It, it's... It's overused. The networks use it all the time. At least they used to. I don't know if they do as much. And it got old. Yeah, it got real old. Danny in New York said, Bill Cowherd said, Michigan needs Harbaugh more than Harbaugh needs Michigan. Curious on your thoughts. I wonder how many or how the administration especially the university president, has shown their unwavering support that maybe he has told them he'll stay. Pure speculation on my part. Let me think about that. Michigan needs Harbaugh more than Harbaugh needs Michigan. Well, Michigan is a fantastic job, but 
who would be their selection? If Harbaugh took a pro job, and that's the only way, he'd be the head coach on a pro team. Only way that happens, which is possible year to year. What would be the odds of doing as well as Jim has this program? The new guy. And the odds are less than 50%. And that's Michigan. Now, Michigan is a monster, right? I'll tell you what I would do. I would go right after Lance Lyle. My God. I'd be all over that. If and when. If and when, y'all. Good morning. Still a little bit of volume uh, down in Williamson County on 840 through Paytonsville. It's still busy, but it's moving on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area as that traffic continues to build in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville. It's still heavy also on Vietnam Vets, especially there at Conference Drive, westbound Vietnam Vets as you get on that ramp there to 65 going southbound. Hey, get rid of that old junk car today by calling cash for junk cars Boswell Towing at 615 area code 979-7897. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Alpine Concrete is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by Alpine Concrete, serving the greater Nashville area with quality and pride. For all your residential and commercial concrete needs, call today for a free estimate at 615-474-7859. 615-474-7859. That's Alpine Concrete. They're professionals who care. Hey, Nashville. Join Joe Fisher and me, Jonathan Schaefer, for the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. This Friday, we have a Class 3A state quarterfinal playoff matchup with Liberty Creek at East Nashville. Pre-game coverage starts at 645. Last Friday, our Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Player of the Week, presented by Jackson Boone Racing, was Liam Hackett, kicker at MBA High School. Liam kicked the game-winning field goal in overtime to defeat Ensworth. For MBA to advance... Good snap, good hold, kick on the way, and the kick is good! NBA advances. The Big Red in overtime. NBA beat Ensworth 17-14 and will travel to Chattanooga to play McCauley in a Division II AAA state semifinal matchup. It's Liberty Creek at East Nashville for the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Powered by Jody Jones Dentistry. Exclusively on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
Golfers, swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new fall arrivals from TaylorMade, Callaway, and Titleist. Come by and test drive the new TaylorMade P790 irons, the new Callaway Apex Pro iron sets, and the new Titleist T-Series irons. While you're there, get a free custom fitting on the new arrivals and more. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is your headquarters for all the latest golf gear from all the top manufacturers. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at edwinwattsgolf.com. The Jim Rome Show. Man, I love Facebook. That's not in any way a time suck. It is such a valuable use of your time going on everybody else's page and posting how beautiful they look when they don't. They don't. You know they don't. Come on. Anyway, do what you want with your time. I don't want you to tell me how to spend my time. I won't tell you how to spend your time, but I will tell you this. Stop cropping out pictures and including yourself and then acting like, hey, my hair looked great that day. My makeup was perfect that day. Just do what I tell you. With regards to this, you'll be fine. Weekdays from 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. Bill King is the mother 12th data point of college football. We chase Kevin Hagan today. You'll hear him tomorrow. Alabama. Playing their best ball, man. Nikki's goddamn peaking. What that means, big picture, unclear. But we're about to find that out. I have said in the past, when we go to 12 teams, would you want to be a top-type seed who gets an 8 or 9 Alabama seed? I think Craig in North Augusta brought that up. Was it him or Tom? Not sure, but... Would you want Alabama, if you're a top seed right now, right out of the shoot in a 12-team playoff, let's say you get a uh, a bye and you feed into Alabama, or they feed into you, and Nick's got this whole underdog thing he can sell his team. How'd you like that? <laughs> uh, how'd you like to be coaching up against that? Yeah, we haven't been ranked number one or number two or number three. Lost early to Texas. They didn't even have to blitz to get to our quarterback. Offensive line in shambles early on. Quarterback situation in shambles early on. Fighting back. Milrow takes the job, plays better, plays better, continues to Play well. Tommy Reese has kind of found the formula. The defense has been sticky. How'd you like to run into Alabama as an eight seed? All year long, you've been ranked number one, number two, number three, right in there. Everybody loves you. The polls love you. The committee loves you. Everybody's patting you on the back. There's Alabama sitting there as an eight seed. How you like that? That would be this year. Now, again, Alabama's got to play Georgia, and again, with 12 teams, that would not be an elimination game. That would just be a game that would determine some seeding, but it would not be a game that said who's in, who's out. 
this year's game, we were talking to Rusty about it, very well could be a playoff either in or out. Georgia could be sitting there undefeated, hadn't lost in a million years, seemingly, lose that game and not getting in the playoffs. Now let me also pose this to you. Let's say Washington is undefeated. And and you know what? I'm not going to say they wouldn't deserve to be in, but let me just pose this to you. What would be the spread if Georgia and Washington played? And Washington, let's say, is in because they're undefeated. And Georgia loses to Alabama. What do you think the spread would be Georgia against UW? Even with that one loss, what do you think the spread would be? I'll ask Brad about that. They'd be favored. And that's not to knock you dumb. I mean, they did what they had to do. They're undefeated out there. They get in. That's kind of like, but but Nick said it a year ago. Alabama would have been favored over, what, half of the four. But that last Bryce Young team that lost two games, they lost to LSU, lost to Tennessee. How'd you like to have run into that team last year with Bryce Young, et cetera? As a uh, in a twelve team playoff, and they're seeded uh, eight or nine. Now, now let me admit, this year's defense is better than last year's. Last year's defense had problems by Alabama standards for sure. This year's team is much improved on that side of the ball. But all things, folks, just about a little over a year from now, those are all possibilities. They're they're possible occurrences once we expand out. Kevin Hagan, yeah, you'll hear that tomorrow. Ole Miss Evie, the angelic tones. Coach Pete will pull him back in here, as we always do. And our three, Brad Powers, bradpowersports.com, all your gambling items. Yeah, everything when it comes to football, college football, if you have any NFL items, that's fine, too. I don't talk about NFL, but Brad does. And Brad, when it comes to the handicapping, absolutely does. If you have any questions there, pose them, and we will pass them along to him when he's with us, hour number three on Friday. Just a reminder, next week is a short week for the show. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have our typical shows, except I've got a backfill on those guests, and that's what I'm trying to do right now. Thursday, we're off. Friday, we're off. It's going to be a short week. We have a bunch to pack into three days. It's going to be a lot of guesting. This show is not always about the guesting. This show is about the free-thinking ideas of this collective, which is the show. The collective, all of us, me and you. That's what the show's about. The free-thinking, stimulating arena of ideas. If somebody ever wants a description of the show, that's it. And the core of this show, the sun of our solar system, is the oblong spheroid, but specifically college football. High school ball, too, as it as it feeds in. But that's it. Anybody ever wants the description of the show, that is the best way to describe it. Yeah, well... About two hours or so, we'll be taping Kevin Hagan this morning for tomorrow. 
Jay Book has not got confirmation about Monday. Ole Miss evening will be Monday, though. Got to figure out where to put Kevin. I plan on putting Brad that last hour on Wednesday if he's clear. I do know that. That's for next week. Lunch, Bob. <laughs>